Hey everybody, um, this one's going to be a more somber episode. That opening track was Painkiller from Judas Priest. I'm not a big fan of the, of that stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong, I can listen to it. It's in the, you know, and I understand that it's challenging and stuff like that, but the reason why I chose that song was um, my, it was my brother's favorite fucking song that he used to mention to me a bunch. Like He was like, that was the fucking shit when I was a kid, dude. You know, fucking, like, that was my jam. And the reason why I put that out was in the last week, <clears throat> I just recently found out that um, my brother passed away. I was at my parents' house on Sundays. On Sundays, I tend to take the kids, like, the whole family to my parents. I always try to see my parents once a week. And um, maybe 15, 20 minutes in to me being there, like, I was alone with my, with my dad in the living room. It's not really alone. I mean, the kitchen, dining room area is connected to it and stuff. But um, the kids were over there. My wife and my mom was over there. And my dad just goes, hey. And I was like, what's going on? And he's all like, we lost Steve. And I was like, shit. Like, I already knew immediately what he meant by that. My wife, um, she, because she heard. She was like, what do you mean? Like, we lost him. Like, what the fuck? Like, where? And I was like, like, he passed away. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, you know, I've talked about this before. Um death kind of affects me and I guess my side of the family differently like like I said growing up I lost my grandparents early uh I mean before seven both of my grandparents or grandpas were gone um I ended up losing my grandmother when I was maybe 14 or 15 but she was slipping for like seven to eight years before that so like I mean she was kind of already lost in that sense but I mean, the few times that I would see her, she was, you know, when she was coherent and, like, lucid, I guess would be the term, she was always, you know, smiling and, and really good. But the other times when, if you saw her and she was just kind of there, yeah, you know, that fucking hurts, man. That sucks. And then uh, when the beginning of COVID happened, I lost my, my final grandparent, my mom's mom. Um, and, yeah, that that's still lingering with financial shit between our family, uh, like her house, she wasn't a hoarder or nothing, but she did have a bunch of stuff, so, uh, we had to go through all that, and clear it up, and still kind of, what, a year, no, two years, pretty much, and I think the house is going up for sale pretty soon or something, uh, I mean, like I said, it's not really my involvement, but, um, yeah, um, my wife keeps periodically being like, hey, are you okay, are you dealing with this, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't, there's nothing I could do. I mean, yeah, it, it's to me, I already know how it's going to be. It's going to affect me uh, probably around the funeral time. But this is going to be kind of different because he passed away. He, li- he was living in Arizona at the time. I live, I live in uh, California, SoCal. So, I mean, five five hours away, I think he is, driving-wise. I mean, with the kids, probably a whole five hours, but I could probably get there in like four. Um, he Before that, he was living in Kansas. He was our wild child of the three of us. There's um, him, my older, my other uh, older brother, and then myself. I'm the younger, youngest one, and uh, we're all half brothers, but we don't consider ourselves that way. I mean, he's my dad's first son from his first marriage. My brother, the one in between us, is my mom's son from her first ma- like serious relationship. They were never married, and then um the cool love child that you know happened when my parents got married and they're still happy together and stuff like that so that's cool but um 
Yeah, growing up, I, I never saw him as, like, a half-brother. I, I mean, the only times I ever mentioned that, I guess, is when, like, I'm talking to somebody specifically about it because if I'm talking enough about my brothers, they're kind of like, oh, wait, like, but you guys didn't live all together. Like, well, no. I mean, me and my, my uh, brother right above me, who's five years older than me, we lived together pretty much our whole lives. Um, he left. He left the house when he was 19. I uh, kind of talked about it on the last age gap. I left at 15, came back like at 17, 18 for a bit, and then was gone again. But by that point, my brother was already gone, so it was just me there. My eldest brother, um, he lived with his mom after him, uh, his mom and my dad split up. They split up pretty much a year after my dad came back from Vietnam. It was pretty much, it was over. My dad ended up uh, moving in with friends and family and kind of did that. She, same thing from what I got out of everybody. Like, my brother was always talking about that. He never said anything negative. It was never, like, a violent thing. They just, when they got back, they got married when they were young. Um, my dad was, what, 18? And she was 17 or something like that. Um, And then he literally left for Vietnam, came back two years later, and I guess they were still kiddish in a sense, and it just didn't work out. So they split. My dad saw my brother. It wasn't like he was a deadbeat dad or anything. You know, he still was involved. They saw each other all the time. Uh, not just weekends and summer. Like, he was all over a lot. Um, when my dad met my mom, my brother, the one that's five years older than me, uh, was two years old already at that point. Uh, and my eldest brother, the one that passed away, would always talk about, like, it was really cool. I have a text. I... I you know, went through all the texts and stuff like that, the, the day or the night of and stuff like that. And uh, one of them that always said it to me was, um, where is it? Yeah, here, here, here's my brother. He's like, I mean, I grew up an only child. And when you all came around, I had a big time love for you. Uh, but I was in the mix all the time. And by that, he was talking about, like, his gang shit. Because that's where our conversation was. And he's all, you and, you and um, the other brother. He goes, you guys didn't need backup. But I was always there for you. And you guys had your own backup, plus your friends. Um, and then earlier on that, he's like, from what I heard, you were more of a druggie than my other brother. <laughs> he's like, I'm cool with that. Like I said, I kept tabs on both of you guys. Secretly had your back. Um, and then there's what's the other one. Oh, thinking back, I apologize for not being there for you guys in the past. What he's meaning by this is talking about his times in prison or um, rehab and shit. Like, like I said, he, he was... He was a wild child out of us. He's like, don't get me wrong, I was always in the shadows, uh, but I'm sorry for that. And I, my response back to him was like, dude, don't even trip on that shit. Like, hey, it all worked out. We're all still cool, you know? Like, there's not a, I don't, I don't look back at it like I missed out on him. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not what he was fucking intending, but I mean, I learned lessons from him. I mean. I learned what not to do. Like, I don't want to go to prison. He made, fucking told us right out the bat. Like, it's not a fucking cool place, dude. Like, <laughs> he's like, don't get it wrong. Don't be a bitch and don't be a punk about it and shit if you ever go. Like, because then they're going to fuck with you. But at the same time, he's like, don't fucking think it's cool. Or like, oh, yeah, I can fucking deal with it. It's not that big deal. He's like, it is a fucking big deal. This shit fucks up everything. When you get out of prison, like, you're fucked. Work-wise, you can't really do much. Like, most places don't accept felons and shit, you know. He ended up pretty much working always like a warehouse job or, um, or, uh, Forklifting. Turns out forklifting, like, they'll fucking hire anybody. It's crazy. And that was always, like, a job that will pay good. Like, 
uh, for nothing. You can get out of prison and be making, and this is like 10, 15 years ago, you can be making like 20 bucks and 18 bucks or some shit. I mean, now that's like normal, but, you know, for a fucking ex-con and shit, that's kind of a big fucking deal. And then here goes another one that I that I saved. Uh, if I didn't respect you, brother, I wouldn't give you all the information that I do. But I'm telling you, I love and respect you, and you're a good man on and off duty. That was in between our conversations of uh, how I was telling him at, at work a trip on how some of the other officers uh, tend to be fucking assholes, man. They just, they start shit with people. And I never understood that shit. It's like, A, the crime that was committed wasn't committed against you. You know what I mean? So why the fuck are you treating this person like, like, they're fucking scum of the earth, dude. People are bad. Like, shit happens. People do fucked up shit. If not, that job wouldn't be required. But the idea to just treat people like shit just because, that shit always bugged me. And not just when I became an officer, but, like, um, just in general. Like, that's just stupid, dude. Don't treat people like shit. Like, what the fuck's the point? Like, it's as if you're trying to get into a fight with somebody. I get that. I guess some of those people were. I mean, there were some guys that, like, they would start shit. Uh, in the hopes of getting into a fight, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that was just, like, their fucking mindset of, like, oh, yeah, I'm better than this person type shit. But it's like, dude, fucking with us, like, the thing that I always trip out on, and, and I kind of bring this up whenever I see a video and people always have something to say about cops fucking fighting people on the street and shit like that, I'm like, dude, the one thing that nobody's thinking about until, like, you know, the gun gets pulled out and shit like that, and then, like, they shoot the person, and they're always like, oh, they shouldn't have shot him. That's just one separation between, like, a street fight, like, two people. Like, I, once I talked about it on SGR a while back where I got into that fight in front of my daughter. Like, worst case in my head, I didn't see a weapon on him. You know, he was just being a fucking asshole. Shit went down. It ended. But in uniform, like, the one thing that you forget or that most people don't think about until, like I said, when they're watching the video and they acknowledge it because the gun gets pulled out. There's a gun involved in that fight. It's holstered. Don't get me wrong, but... You don't want to fucking be involved in some shit that can go fucking sideways and you end up fighting for your gun because you do that, dude, you're fucking done. Like, you got a picture from the fucking criminal or the suspect's, like, point of view. If I pull out a weapon, he they're going to try to fucking stop it. So what's a way of stopping it? By grabbing it yourself. And when somebody grabs a weapon, they're not just going to fucking hold it and be like, all right, now you stop. Yeah, dude, they're going to use it. That's just what happens, especially when adrenaline's pumping and all kind of shit like that, like. So, yeah, man, I never understood that shit of, like, people being fucking assholes. Um, and then his phrase, because he's a biker, uh, much love, peace, and more cycle grease, brother. I'll always talk to you in the future, and I love you to death. And then, um, here's another one. Uh, thanks, brother, you're the best. Love you, man. Uh, I don't know how much I say it, but it's true, and I just want you to know. Like, little stuff like that, man. I don't know. Me and him would always have fucking super, like, deep conversations. He, he, was, he was never afraid. Maybe because we got older on and that's how it happened. But, yeah, he... Just like my dad. It's, a, it's as if, like, the older they got, they just were like, Fuck it, dude. I'm not embarrassed to talk about my feelings or anything deep or anything. So, he was always about that. And I always liked that a lot. As I said, growing up, I was the youngest. So, in my head, I never saw anything I did as weird. Well, I always saw shit that I did was weird. But when I would when like my older brothers or older family members would come up to me like hey man fuck it, I'm just telling you this you know cause I'm drinking right now and I just want you to know how I feel that was never a bad thing to me it was like cool it sucks that you have to get drunk or you know like be inebriated to feel that way openly but I mean you can fucking tell me whatever all the time man and know that when you tell me something if you're telling me 
Oh yeah, by the way, don't tell anybody. That's that shouldn't even be a thought. Like I'm not gonna tell anybody anything. I mean, yeah, I'm telling you guys now. But I mean different kind of circumstances, but yeah, I mean it it, it always trips me out that like some of the people that growing up I was always like, Fuck that dude's fucking hardcore, like he's he's fucking you know, could be scary to some people and shit that, but you know, that's my brother. Um to know that when they go soft and stuff like that and they get real sentimental like they just give their their whole hearts open man and um i guess like that's another lesson he taught me in the end but like i said i'm just glad that we we're able to talk as much as we were um it sucks knowing like how he passed from what we got out of everything lately um all of us talk to him like at least once a week I would always talk to him text wise and or on the phone um and it was always funny because he would always uh, hit me up sometimes like real late and shit I'm like hey what's going on he's like no nothing dude I thought I was gonna leave you voicemails and fucking leave you some stupid shit tell you some shit um but he would always end it at the end every so often after we would like talk for 15 to 20 minutes or whatever he'd be like dude he's all you're awesome bro and I was like what do you mean <laughs> and he's like you always pick up the phone like, that's cool. Don't change. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you're my brother, dude. I love you. And he was like, yeah, but he's like, you remind me of uh, of uh, our uncle. He also passed away. Uh, same thing, too. Heart attack. Um, like I said, that's like the thing that I got to worry about on my dad's side of the family. My dad's out outlived his own father, his younger brother, and now his son, his first son. So, I mean, I said it's weird because my dad, like I said, he's, he's that's where I get it from. Like, he holds shit in until, like, there's that breaking point. Now, he doesn't get crazy or nothing, but he's going to break down. I'm pretty sure he's going to be like me. It's going to come out the week of, like, the memorial or, like, when everybody's getting together. That shit's when it's going to hit him. Or when he physically sees, like, you know, the body. Well, in his case, it'll be ashes. But, like, that part will hit him. Because, like I said, he lives in Arizona. And my dad lives out here, so he hasn't had a see it or anything yet um and everything he's he's dealing with is through the mom just phone conversations and stuff like that and uh also his ex-sister-in-law who he's always been cool with um my brother's aunt and she she live, actually lives closer to us she's always been really cool i remember meeting her a handful of times especially whenever my brother would be in town like if i was hanging out with him partying with him or whatever he would go to her house first that was like his go-to spot besides going to his mom's and uh, super nice people, man. They've always been cool with me. They've never been weird with me or nothing like that. Um, they're great. Love them, too. Um, but, uh, yeah. Fuck, I fucking totally lost my point right now. But, uh, I guess, like I said, it's, it's just kind of cool that, in the end, we were able to be so open with each other. I was never afraid of that. I mean, even as a, as a kid, I remember talking to him all crazy talk, and he would always be like, man, you're fucking crazy, dude. But don't change, brother. Like, he talked to me like that shit. And then, like I said, later on in life, when he straightened out and uh, he first moved to Kansas, he would talk to me all the time on the phone. Like, he knew my days off. And he would just call me like, hey, bro, I know you're off. And da da da, fucking trip on this shit. Like, this is going on out here. Shit's fucking weird. Like, they're so slow and boring out here. It's fucking nothing to do. And all the crazy shit I always tell people I do, they're just like, what the fuck? And, um, and he had fun out there. And then eventually he realized... 
he just didn't care for the weather. He's like, man, this fucking shit sucks. Like, it's stupid cold every so often. He's like, I'm thinking about moving back. And um, his mom ended up talking him into thinking about Arizona. You know, prices are right at the time for housing and shit. This is a few years before this little recession we're in right now. And uh, so he got lucked out, man. He got a fucking house with some like, with a big-ass yard. He was able to bring the dog that he had from Kansas out here. He got another dog. Um, it was like a three-bedroom. It was just him by himself. You know, so he was fucking kicking it, and then his mom, uh, kind of, you know, cause she helped him out with the with the payments and putting it down and everything. Uh, decked out one of the rooms that way whenever she was in town to visit, she had a spot to stay and set. And he used to always tell me like, "Hey man, fuck, there's a room here for you and the fam," you know. Um, he got to meet the kids, so I mean, there's like, that's not a like, oh fuck, he never got to meet my son or nothing. No, he got to meet everybody. I mean, it just sucks in my head that they're probably not going to remember him, you know? They're fucking little. My daughter's three right now, and my son's a little over one. But the last time he was out here, I think my son had just turned one, like a week or so after his birthday. And uh, so my daughter was three. Yeah, she kind of remembers him, but not much. I mean, I got photos and stuff, but it's not the same. So in my head, I think of it like um, how it was with me and my grandpa, which is my, my brother's grandpa as well. And that was that was always a weird one too because um, I said I I remember the photos and stuff like that. And I remember kind of pieces of that time, but I don't remember my grandpa at all. And um, I could look at photos where he's holding me. I could look at photos of like you know a bunch of people together. Like I'm there too, but I don't remember any of that. And um, it's really weird because my brother, you know, he's 15 years older than me, so he remembers fucking exactly everything pretty much. Like he was 15 years old when he passed away. Um, or maybe 14, you know, I hadn't had his birthday yet, but, um, he would tell me later on in life, like, dude, you're just like grandpa. And I was like, what do you mean? He's all, you're more open to hanging out with your friends. Cause like our, our dad, my father, like my brother's dad too. Um, he's really weird when it comes to like family and like friends. Like he, he'll talk to his family on the phone all the time. Nothing but love for him and everything. Cool. But he, my dad's not a fucking social person, man. It's weird. If you put him in, in an environment, he'll talk to people and stuff, and, you know, he's not... Like me, I, I'm the opposite. I don't care to talk to people that are strangers, but if I have to, I will. My dad's the opposite. He'll talk to people, just talk to him while he's there to kill time, but he doesn't want to fucking become your friend. Um, he's not the type of person to go to his friend's house and go hang out. Like, he hangs out with his friends socially. They have a, they have a club, the old gang that they used to be since they were kids and shit like that. They still hang out. Um, they get together more than twice a month um you know fundraisers they do all kind of shit the kids get together um some of my cousins are part of that too because one of my uncles is part of that gang as well um so yeah we see each other a lot and like the kids all see each other so we're all cool but um like yeah my dad's not the type of person where like how i get together with the guys um you know the crew my dad's not like that he he gets together with his friends for just business shit and social stuff but He's cool with one or two of them on the phone, but it's all about certain things. Like, there's two of his friends that he can talk about boxing all day. One of his buddies, that uh, they smoke weed and bullshit together about, like, philosophy and shit. Uh, another one of his buddies, they watch uh, aliens and shit and uh, history. They're big on history. Um, well, me, on the other hand, like, a lot of the shit that I enjoy, I don't really talk to my friends about that much unless it comes up. But I'll talk to a stranger about it if they're intrigued or, like, whatever. Like, kind of how I had that whole uh existential conversation with that uh chick that i met at my buddy's house i mean 
yeah, I was totally thrilled and enthralled by that conversation, man. That was the shit to me. But um, my brother was the social butterfly, man. He could meet anybody and become friends with anybody. He, he's um, the last time he was really out here, like on the regular. Um, he uh, he hung out with me when I was when Rich or uh, Dick Powers, as you guys know him, and uh, uh, Stoner Tim. Timmy, as we know him, but uh, a bunch of us were out all hanging out. We used to get all fucked up, man, drinking and smoking and just hanging out fucking all day, pretty much, hours. Uh, took him to uh, Powers' house, Richie's, and uh, hung out there. He, he, he's super cool guy, man. Anybody could be friends with him. He's just that type of person. Um, like I said, I'm not at all like that. I mean, I can become friends with people, but I tend not to. I just don't. It's, it's, it's a joke. I mean, that now I've kind of taken it from the comedian that said it, but yeah, dude, I'm all friend up, man. I don't have time to like meet new people. Like when I do, it's more of like, wow, this is crazy. Like that you're so cool. But normally I'm just like, oh, all right, well, nice meeting you, but I don't care to see. <laughs> like it, it's never. A, I'm not one to be like, fuck, dude. Let me write down your number and hit you. I'm not online. I don't do social media. I don't have Facebook. I never have. I never did MySpace. I never did any of that shit. And so it's kind of funny when people hit me up and they're like, oh, dude, we should hang out again. I'm like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. But, I mean, you can get my phone number if you want text me. But, I mean, if it's not in person, I don't really care. And I don't know. That's just how I am. But, yeah, my brother, um, I'm going to miss that guy. It, it's, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't, I, I, I see death completely differently than the common person like I said my wife's more like fucking affected by this than, than me and she's more about it because of the kids and shit and so am I I mean that does suck my my daughter and my son probably won't remember him my son's getting his nickname well has his nickname uh, little man which my brother had uh, from his gangs and even just early on as a kid because he was short he's what well, was yeah was now but um he's a short dude he was only like 5'1 five, 5'2 five, uh, little guy man wouldn't know it though. I mean, one of his other fucking gang names with this biker cruise is uh, a badger, because that little fucker could fucking scrap, man. I've seen him fight too. Pretty fucking nuts. Like I've seen him fight sober and fucking drunk. Like he's he's a beast, man. And um, yeah, uh, like I said, I, it, it's uh, the the person that I thought about the most when I heard the news and like it was all reflecting and kind of like dealing with it initially like because initially once my dad told me that I was just like fuck you know like that's fucking crazy how it would happen you know and um I started going through my phone and looking at all the old texts that I had with them and saving them you know because like I want to be able to read them again and so I don't want to delete them by accident and um then I went through my old phone and I saw found more texts and photos and everything that we were texting each other so I, I saved all those as well but, um, yeah, I don't know, like, I said, I love him, and I miss him to death, and yeah, it sucks, but, I don't know, man, he, he suffered a lot, he lived a life, he was never, well, I can't say he was never happy, but he was, he was content with everything he had, like, he, he wasn't, he didn't expect a lot, and he was a, he was a Christian, actually, in the end, but, like, for a while, not just, like, oh, yeah, the last few years, I mean, like, for the last 15 years, I've, I've known him, like, he's been a Christian in his mindset, and and um, church going and everything would always try to get me to go back, knowing that I was an atheist. Like, nah, you give that shit up. You got kids now. I'm like, I'm still not gonna change, dude. Has nothing to do with that. But um, he would tell me. It turns out, 
like I, I kind of knew, but I mean, it was funny after he passed away. My my wife told me about. It. She's like, "Hey, uh, I just want to let you know, like me and him used to text each other on Facebook." I'm like, "Okay, well, what?" He's like, he used to just tell me like, like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, uh, he would call her by her wrong name on purpose and shit, and uh, call her the Queen because uh, me, well, I'm the one who carried on the name. He says because I have a son, and so my son's the prince, you know, because he's gonna carry the name on, um, and so he would call her the Queen. And he would hit her up like, "Hey, Queen, fucking, uh, just just heard or, or I saw you put a post up. Just wondering if it has to do with my stupid ass brother, talking about me." And uh, be all like, "Don't fucking worry, you know, he's just dumb. You know that. You knew that when you met him. Uh, but you are making him a better person. And uh, don't give up on him. You're you're the you're his grounding. You're all this shit. Like, he's." tell her all kind of stuff like that and so she would <laughs> she wouldn't tell me about it at the time but she said she really did love that shit and like you know she would hit him up and be like oh yeah fucking thanks you know i just wish sometimes he would he's like well fucking tell him then don't fucking put it up and post you know he can't see this shit and so it's kind of funny that he would talk to her like that um never afraid to, to throw his opinion out he was always that guy um loud um as much as i like to say i don't like loud people he was loud in the funniest of ways because he wasn't just loud, well, he was loud all the time, but when he talked, but he didn't talk a lot. He just kind of, like, would say shit that was fucking over the top, man. As a kid, he was the funniest person in the world to me. And then later on in life, like I said, he, from, like, 10 to 15, he was probably out of my life the longest. That's when he was in prison for a while. And then when he got out, he he went into rehab and stuff, so I didn't really see him as much either. But he would periodically come by and stuff after he would get out of prison and and we'd see him for like a little bit, like a week or two, he'd stay at our house, and then he'd go back to his mom's, and then we'd probably see him again, like later on that year, and always on his birthday and Christmas times and shit like that, but like I said, by 15, I was kind of on my own too, and out and about, and I was hanging out with my mom's other family, not my dad's, so I wouldn't see him as much, um, and then when I met my now ex, uh, I think he got put back in prison, or maybe rehab, something, but he was gone for a bit. And then, in my mid-20s, like 22, 23, mid, it's early 20s, um, he got out, and he was really good for a while. And he lived in Kelly, out here. So uh, I would see him a lot more. And when I was hanging out with um, my buddies, back then it was more of our buddies. Like like I said, with her, I I'd, I'd literally did everything together. All of our friends were the same people and shit that. He would hang out. I would get him to come out with us and stuff like that and take him out to like all these fucking weird restaurants and shit we would do and he was always just over the top man like what the fuck we fucking doing here fucking bullshit $20 fucking plate for some bullshit <laughs> it was fun man I don't know I liked it a lot and it was really funny when I, I remember um, telling one of my buddies about it I was like hey dude remember that guy my brother that was sitting next to you behind you the whole time like while we were giving a ride home he's like oh yeah man he's a really nice guy I was like how would you feel if I told you he murdered somebody he's like are you fucking serious I sat next to a murderer <laughs> and I was <laughs> I was like, well, probably, dude. Like, I mean, well, from when I got out of him, yeah. Like, I mean, in prison, though, not, like, fucking out and about and, like, free to person, like a shitty person, you know? And he's like, that's fucking crazy. Like, how can you tell me these things? Like, what does it matter? Like, he's not going to go after you. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I just figured I'd talk about it. Um, it does feel better talking about shit like that, you know? I said, I don't really talk much about my feelings because I don't really have that many. But, I mean, I know it's going to hit me later on, closer to the memorial and, like, 
all the ceremony of the burial and all that stuff like that. But I mean, I miss that dude to death. I mean, it sucks. I'm happy. Uh, I got to talk to him in the end. Like the last time I talked to him, he was on the phone. And he was telling me he loved me. I told him I loved him too. Everything was good. And, you know, it wasn't like I missed a call or anything. Um, and yeah, we talked for a while, for like 20, 30 minutes. I uh, just got home from work, and uh, this is estimations from the coroner, like maybe the day before, if not two days before he passed away. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I'm glad, you know, I got to talk to him, and I didn't just like fucking get home and be like, oh, I'm busy, I'm just gonna fucking let it go to voicemail, and I picked it up, like, hey, dude, what's up? And he was like, not much, we started bullshitting, uh, we were feeding the kids. So, uh, he didn't get to say hi to them like normal, but yeah, I was talking to him and, uh, he had just got, um, he was just starting to get over his uh, injury, fucking tore his ACL, his knee. And, um, yeah, so he was home, like bedridden type shit. And he was just kind of bored. And I was like, well, dude, you can text or call me whenever the fuck you want. You know, don't fucking be afraid. He's like, yeah, dude, for sure. Love you to death, man. He's all, well, I just want to talk to you and stuff for a bit. So I'll let you go. And, um, yeah, I mean, I said that's, that's my last memory of him, but it's nothing bad, but all the memories I do have of him are really good. I mean, even the bad ones are, are good. They're funny now. At the time, they might have been scary or whatever, but I mean, they're, they're funny and they, they make sense now. Like, you know, it was just the times, but, um, yeah kind of making me think more and more again about my own health and shit and then like I said uh, with the crew we got our one of our uh, members uh, Johnny Martin like dealing with his thing he had strokes he was in the hospital last I've heard I might get an update today which was a get together and podcast so I'm gonna go out and do that later right after this but um yeah uh I mean, it goes without saying, but yeah, I love my brother to death forever. Um, I've said it before, um, you die twice. The first time is when your body goes, and the second time is when nobody remembers you anymore. I will remember my brother for a while, I know that. I mean, in my head, I, I, like I said, my nieces, they remember him. So that's good. Like, he'll live on a little bit longer than, but, nah, he was a great guy, man. He's going to have a, a pretty good turnout, uh, especially because majority of his friends still live out here. So, and then pretty sure bike crews and all the other people probably swing by and, you know, pay their respects and stuff like that. Um, so that'll be good. But, uh, nah, man, he, he was another person that, uh, you know, the world's a, a less better place without that guy. Um, he, he brightened everything. You know, he, like I said, he, he was, he was our wild child, but never a problem. He never burned any of us. He never stole from us. He never cost us anything. Um, and yeah, I mean, now he's, he's gone, but I don't see it as anything like sad in a sense I mean it's sad that he's gone yeah but I mean he lived his life and like I said the, the weirdest part is in the end it's as if he he got comfortable with everything he was fucking super happy man it was just him and his dogs he was all about that 
I mean, he was still talking to uh, females and stuff like that, but he was never really thinking about being serious. Um, didn't have any kids, so it's kind of, you know, different. But, I mean, early on, I remember thinking that was kind of a good thing. I'm like, well, yeah, back when he was going in and out of prison and rehab and shit, it probably wouldn't be good to have kids. They would have to deal with that more. And, um, I mean, still kind of fucked to say, but, I mean, I'm kind of glad. Not glad, but, I mean, it's kind of a good thing that he didn't. But... Yeah, no, I mean, he would have been a good father, I think. You know, not not an ideal father, but a good one. He's a great guy. He was a great person. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I'm thinking, like I said, I think about it from my dad's point of view. It's like, the thought of burying your own kid, that that's crazy. And then his mom, he was an only child with her, so I'm pretty sure that shit hit her real hard. Um, yeah um, yeah thanks for listening guys I said that that's the latest thing that I'm dealing with right now and going over in my own head and shit like that so uh, yeah um, another episode coming out soon and stuff but I said I needed to get that off my chest kind of at least talk about it I don't want to be just kind of ignoring it or not bringing attention to it, he, he loved these podcasts, he, he, he liked, um, when Booze and Dudes was on, the video stuff, he loved it, he used to watch it, he subscribed to it, he used to fucking text me the day that it would be out on YouTube, like, hey bro, I fucking started new this episode, she was fucking funny bro, da da da, you guys are crazy, and then with my stuff, he was just like, damn, do you get deep, like, and, and it was funny when the times that he would tell me, like, dude, I didn't know that shit, that's crazy, like, kind of makes sense now, like, little stuff that I throw out about my past or whatever. So yeah, um, so I guess I'm doing this for him more than I am for me. Alright man, thanks for listening.